Welcome to the WP SEO Show, brought to you by SEO Hive, your proactive white label SEO partner. The WP SEO Show is all about talking WordPress and SEO from optimizations, structures, setups, and plugins. We explore how to make your WordPress website perform better in the search engines. Here are your hosts, Pete Everett and Jeff Patch. Hello and welcome to this episode of the WP SEO Show. I am your co-host Pete and I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Mr. Jeffrey Patch. How are you doing, Jeff? What's up? I'm good, Pete. How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. The nights have drawn in here. The clocks have changed. It's raining outside and basically anybody that's not in Britain that has a prejudice about Britain that's what the weather's like. <laughs> Every uh, stereotype right now is what uh, is what we'd actually get if we were over there experiencing it for the first time. Absolutely. It's dull and it's it's dreary and it's drizzly and it's playing havoc with my Wi-Fi and uh, it's doing my head in. But anyway, that's uh, that's just what Britain's like at this time. You know, I love living in Southern California, but I also don't mind that kind of cold and rainy. Like I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I don't like the extreme heat and I don't like the extreme wind. That's, those are the two where I'm just like, get out of here. I can deal with humidity. I can deal with dry, whatever it is, but, and cold and dreary snow that to an extent, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been really dry and windy here. So our whole household is just like, we're not sick, but our faces hurt so bad. All the allergies, we're all just like, we're just dying right now. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds like great weather to me. I don't know. <laughs> At least it's not uh, that well, hot. When, when you've had it every year for the best part of 40 years, it does start to lose some of its appeal, I'll, uh, I promise you. But look, I, I guess the reality is wherever you live, there's there's always going to be certain things to do with the weather or the, I don't know, the That's true. Number, or yeah, whatever. There's always going to be things you love about where you live and things you dislike about where you live. If, if you're ever, I guess if you can just seriously sit and go, no, I absolutely love everything about where I live. You probably should never leave. You should stay right there. <laughs> yeah, just do not move <laughs> ever. Uh, so, well, today's going to be a little bit of a different kind of show. From now, let's let's be honest. This is show ten. We as we, we are say, not, we're celebrating. We're celebrating today. We're we're in double figures. We're we're, we're well. We're we're. I was going to say we're all grown up. That's not true. We're just a bit more adolescent in our podcasting did you know that 87.6 percent of podcasts never make it past episode 10 really no well, i just we, made that up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say well we best not give up now then let's get to let's get to episode 11 let's be a success story man <laughs> wait going back an episode does chat gpt crawl this information because maybe we could try to teach it that that's true and that would be really <laughs> hilarious if we could change facts on the internet just by talking about them in, in podcasters you're not supposed to tell our other listener that they are part of a chat gpt experiment welcome to black hat ai seo strategies for beginners or for dummies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, led by led by two dummies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is this show is going to be a bit different from the f- the sort of the topic matter that we've been talking about up till now. Because when we started this, we both agreed that we didn't want to launch with a show which was, "Hey, this is SEO Hive." We didn't want to kind of blow our own trumpet, but we kind of said, "Well, look, let let's get some good content out there. Let's give some value." And then at some point, maybe episode 10, we'll do a show that is about introducing SEO Hive, who we are, why we do this, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, we're here. This is episode 10. That's that's what we're going to do. 
we made it. What's that song? I got a song in my head, but it probably isn't coming through. So I should stop trying to sing. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, well, we did start with kind of a little intro, but that was more about the podcast and that we might have talked a little bit about us. But yeah, we didn't want to come out and just be like, oh, it's a commercial for SEO Hive. Clearly, this is a marketing avenue for us. I mean, we're not going to hide that fact, but you know, yeah, Absolutely. we didn't want to make it a you know just a nonstop commercial about us. Hopefully, we're providing some value and some some information, and you know, uh, teaching and maybe entertaining. Probably not, but I try. <laughs> hey, hey, what, what what do you mean teaching and maybe entertaining? That you try, I can be entertaining too. Maybe. Yeah, but I try really hard, really, really hard to be entertaining. You're just naturally entertaining. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that, that's that's this British charm that you just can't kind of, yeah. you know, fake. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think, look, maybe the best place to start with this is just to rewind a, a couple of years. So SEO Hive started in 2020. In fact, it was April the 1st, 2020. It was April Fool's Day. April and we'll, Fool's Day. We'll get onto that in a minute. But <laughs> we knew each other way before that. In fact, it was a, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Lee Matthew Jackson. I haven't said Carl Van Dusen on the show, but now I have, so he's now had his shout out. So, uh, but yeah, it was a friend of ours, Mr. Lee Matthew Jackson, who runs or ran the Trailblazer FM podcast that used to be called WP Innovator that then was then called Angle Crown and he sort of evolved that brand over a few years. But he introduced us because I used to run a, a show called uh, the Marketing Development Podcast. And I was looking, my little fledgling show was looking for some guests and you'd recently launched Maintain Press. So we jumped on a call and recorded a show and we had a bit of a blast and we kind of stayed in touch afterwards. We weren't, I wouldn't say that we were like bosom buddies. We weren't maybe in touch every week or every month, but you know what? Our paths crossed often enough that we we started to get to know each other. We had a bit of a laugh. We were obviously on a similar sort of playing field and then some ideas started to flourish. I think that's that's probably a fair thing to say. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's and it's funny because I I I didn't forget, but I wasn't thinking about the fact that really our first interaction was recording that podcast episode of yours. And I feel like we just kind of knew each other, but you're right. We were introduced, we did that recording, and then we just kind of became buddies. And I I can't remember the timeline, but you know that's that's one of the like I, I come and go from Facebook at times, but we've always been on there. We could shoot each other a message, and then you know some ideas came about, and boom, next thing you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, do, oh, well, look, I've just mentioned that we met you and you starting Maintain Press. So, your background—I mean, your background before that was in kind of robotics and and that kind of stuff—and and you know, you started building some websites and whatever. But you then launched Maintain Press. I'm not going to put a date on it because I'm going to get it wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think I that mean, was do, back in 2017. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say I was. I would have assumed you were in my first forty or fifty episodes of the other show. So, uh, and I launched that in twenty seventeen. So you would have. It would have been twenty seventeen, maybe early twenty eighteen when we first met. Um. So, oh, well, do, do you want to tell us a bit about Maintain Press and your background? I've seemed to have mentioned it more than you so far. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Go for it. I suppose so. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the robotics, which is funny because that's something I don't talk about all the time, but I used to do um, robotics. I used to work with Honda really closely for better part of two decades. Um, and I'd always done websites. I'd done websites since I was literally in like junior high school. I was kind of that first generation, you know, of like, mm. oh, nerdy kids that play with computers and don't go outside very often. 
Um, but, I, and I always did it like even way back then, kind of as a small, small side business, but never quite, you know, took it to something actually support me or whatever. And then throughout my robotics career, I had a lot of downtime and stuff and I built out maintain press on the kind of on the side there. And when we were at a, you know, financially like stable spot was actually when that job just went away. So it was like perfect timing. You know what I mean? Like perfect timing mm -hmm. to kind of work on those side hustles that I knew was going to be a full fledged business sooner or later. And, and that worked out. And so that's when about when we did the podcast and then, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we started evolving our ideas and coming together there. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So about the same time you're doing that, as I said, I, I was running the the marketing development podcast as it was then called and i was building well i i have an agency here in the uk which i, I think i've mentioned before and uh alongside that i was developing some other streams of, of revenue the simple reason for that is that i co-own my agency in the uk my business partner is substantially older than me um in fact he's now telling me that he's within four years of retirement so to put that kind of uh that kind of time frame on it and we knew when we went into that business that you know that there was an offset in age and sooner or later there was going to be an exit strategy either for one of us or for both of us at, at the same time however that was going to pan out so I was simply trying to develop some streams of revenue that weren't dependent on Steve, my my other business partner here in the UK. And uh, through that, I developed a podcast, I developed some courses, um, uh, and this, that, and the other. So if you fast forward to late 2019, or yeah, sort of all fall 2019, you and I then came together because... I was in a place where I wanted to start developing some recurring streams of revenue through SEO knowledge. And you were in a place where you were wanting to develop something that was slightly higher ticket than the maintenance, the maintain press. And that was where the ideas around SEO Hive really first started to flourish. Yeah. And we both had so many kind of contacts and, you know, network associates, friends, buddies, whatever in the industry that we knew that there was a hole here. There's plenty of SEO providers out there. There's, there's no shortage of SEO folks out there. And so in a sense, you know, at the very beginning, I kind of thought, do we want to be another one of those SEO providers? And from, you know, like, I'm not saying it was some genius idea, but I just, I knew from the get go that I like working white label for agencies. Um, I, I don't I have a problem with client, like direct clients. They're great. We have our own, you know, I'm comfortable with them. But for some reason, I love working with an agency owner and being able to help them help 10 clients. I guess it's kind of that, you know, was it casting? How am I trying to say? You know, multiplying like your reach or something? It's yeah. Like pay well, it forward kind of model. A, a little bit. But I feel like if I could help one agency owner and they help 10 customers, that is better than me just helping one directly. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it kind of can, can, uh, whatever exponent help exponentially. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, and so, yeah, we were the biggest challenge. And this is what I came to use. I said, Hey, I, you know, here's the idea. Here's what I want to do. I understand, you know, I know SEO enough, whatever. I'm not an SEO provider. How the hell do we package this up? That was my big question. I was like, this is a great idea. I know it is. Do you want to talk about it? And you were like, yeah, it is. But I was like, cool. Now here's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> what do we sell? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because, and, and I don't want to go off on tangent, but that has been my biggest issue as a non SEO guy over the years, you know, just as a developer designer or, or agency owner, whatever you want to call it. But, um, that 
kind of SEO professional that people reach out to is it's so vague. Nobody knows what nobody knew what they were doing. They would get a report and, you know, 20 pages of suggestions and then some path of, you know, we thought we can simplify this. Like we can make this easier. That may be necessary. Nothing wrong with that necessarily, but it does not every site needs that. Not every site needs a massive, you know, strategy. They just need a little bit of SEO help and it can make a drastic difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you look at, if you look at agencies, and let's face it, you've run one in the past. I've I've run one now. As you say, a, a whole chunk of our peer group are agency owners, and we look at those people, and you know we know that they do have some of them do have some very big companies that they that they work for and that mm-hmm. can afford decent sized retainers, needing multi tactical approaches, and can do some complicated kind of stuff. But actually, the, that probably makes up what fifteen or twenty percent of the client base of the the of the agency owners that we know. The vast majority of their clients are far smaller businesses, or uh, you know, high street businesses almost that are uh, operating online, needing a website built for mm-hmm. for this, or trying to expand their operation by taking their shop and making e commerce so they can serve more customers, or whatever it might be. That they're, they're on a far smaller uh, scale of things. So actually, in order to help those businesses with some SEO, because let's be honest, some SEO activity is better than no SEO activity. And to help our agency peers extract some recurring revenue from those, I'm going to call them more average clients, but you know (laughs) what I mean. Um, Yeah. I kind of have this idea in my head of the, I call it the typical small business client. And it's the plumber that lives down the street. He's got three employees. He has a small website. I don't know how much money they're making every year. They can, you know, but they they need to grow, but they also don't have $10,000 a month to apply to SEO and they're not going to get $10,000 of business out of SEO. Yeah. Yeah. And because they can't process $10,000 of business out of, out of SEO. No. So it's, they, that, that was the, that was the gap. And then when we then looked at the competition, I'm not going to name the competition on, on a show because that's obviously not the right thing to do. But when we looked at the competition, we, well, I noticed two things about it. I don't want to speak for you. The first was either that the pricing that was offered was just unrealistic. If you look at some of the copywriting services, for example, hey, get a piece of copy written for $35. Well, you can do if you want it to be less than 150 words long. But let's be honest, 150 word article isn't going to rank for anything. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's not a realistic proposition. By the time you get to a, a word count in this scenario, that's going to be realistic. All of a sudden, you're, you're paying a reasonable chunk of money for it. And this, the second thing was that there was so much vagarity there. It was still just like, like link building. We, we, we will build you links. Yeah, but where from? And, and uh, you know, are they trustworthy links? Are they going to damage my client's brand? There was no, uh, uh, there was very little clarity in what was, in certain places, what was being offered. And then the third thing, actually, which is just coming back to me, was that a number of the providers worked in tiers, tiered seats. Can you remember? So you couldn't just pay for one site. The The lowest tier was for three. So oh, to begin right. To begin with, you'd have to, you know, if you had one client that you needed SEO for and you chose this, you know, these particular companies, you'd instantly be paying for three and not using two. So you then sell the second and you then sell the third. Brilliant. I'm now kind of on an even keel. And then the next tier would be six. So when you then sell the fourth client, you're instantly back into debt again yeah. because, <laughs> you know, because because you're using seats that you're not you're not working for. So 
our approach on it was very simple. Firstly, it was to make sure that our deliverables were clear and transparent and obvious and easy to explain and easy to sell to, to clients that were in that, as you say, that small to medium sized business. And then the second thing was to make sure our pricing followed suit, that that was clear and transparent and you only paid for what you used. And that was as, you know, that, that was as, as simple as it got. And when it came to that defining those things, I've got to say that that's where your expertise really came into its own. Because I, I, we used to have conversations and I'd say things that I thought was me reining it back and you just sit there shaking your head saying, that's just gonna, <laughs> that's just gonna lead us to a world of pain. <laughs> See, we knew what the price point for the service was. And then we were like, okay, now how do we make that, you know, provide value in there? Let me just tell you guys, Pete wanted to give you all the value in the whole world. <laughs> and I would, I, I wish I could too, but it would have killed us. Like we would have, there was no way we could have done it. You know? I'm just a nice guy. <laughs> he is a nice guy. <laughs> it was like, this is great, Pete. This is way too much yeah. though, you yeah. know. But... If we're going to charge 10 grand a month for it, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, sure, exactly. You know, it's a, we to, can do to, that. We can do to that. To some unicorn somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, if anything, not to, not to kind of segue, but I think one of the things I just kind of wanted to highlight and it, piggybacks on what you were talking about, but, um, is our, our content department, the whole department, um, you know, big shout out to Kelly who, who manages that and, and mm -hmm. all of our talented writers. Um, one of the big things, and I want to be careful how I word this, but one of the big things when we started was we wanted, I don't want to, I, I want to say only us based writers, but that's not the case. We wanted uh, native English speaking writers because we serve companies all over the world. So, um, in the, I'm, in the U.S., we always hear that. We always say, oh, well, do they work in the U.S. or do they work overseas? Well, there's nothing wrong with somebody working overseas, but are they a native English speaker is the biggest thing. And so all of, that was the biggest thing. So all of our writers are all native English speakers, um, which has been funny when we've had a couple of requests for like in Spanish and things like We've had a couple others that we can make happen because we've got the contact and we've got the people in our network, which is great. Um but going back to, you were talking about like those $35 articles or whatnot. And I know plenty of people, I've bought plenty of those articles in the past, you know, and then I would take them and basically rewrite them. So I would use them as a, you know, a, a jump start or something. Yeah. Um, we real quickly said, that's not the type of quality we want to produce. We want, boom, you know what I mean? Like perfect. I'm <laughs> fill in my blanks here before I shoot or I put my foot in my mouth, but you know what I mean? We want these as, you know, as top quality, high quality, top notch written. Um, yeah, just, you well, know, none of that. Uh, this is, you know, this is what plumbing is plumbing, you know, using the keyword over and over and over again, just stuffing it with those just old, old SEO articles. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look, I, and maybe this comes from the, the background that we've kind of explained, but we were very clear that this had to deliver value for the end client and for the agency and for us. So it was it we we couldn't settle for anything less than a win-win-win, basically. And that was where part of the part of the struggle came in piecing the piecing the service together. And where, you know, I, I dread to think how many documents and whatever we had that we just scrapped because we'd, we'd try and figure it out. And then, no, that would be a dead end. So we'd scrap it. So we'd start again and try and figure it out again. And, and then we got to a point where we actually had sort of finalized a structure that we can work with. 
And we then had to SOP the hell out of that thing to make sure that everything happened correctly. You became our kind of in-house behind the scenes guy with all of the automations and the platform. We run everything through ClickUp, um, but, you know, uh, hooking in the website, making sure everything was happening on time, that things could be tracked, that the staff knew where to go to get their jobs lists, all of that kind of stuff. And not only to be able to do this for, one client site for one agency, but to be able to do it for potentially a thousand client sites for 200 agencies. So, you know, we, that was kind of the, the, the thought process and, and you masterminded that whole backend office thing. I, I took care of more of the SOPs, making sure that things were, you know, that what the activity that was going to happen was correct and that we, we could put as much trust in it as we could, that it would deliver the right results for, for clients. And and that was that was where we worked on. As I say, it had to work as a win-win-win. Otherwise, it just wasn't worth doing. Essentially, um, and it took us some time, but we we figured it out. We then got to our plan. Can you remember our plan was to launch at Lee's event called uh, Agency Transformation Live that was supposed to happen in May 2020, and you yep. were going to come to the UK. We were actually I had tickets meet in purchased. Person. I had yep. tickets. Yep. Have you been refunded for those yet? Like <laughs> only a few months ago, literally a few months ago. From <laughs> a, May 2020, it took uh, over three years to get the refund. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, was, it was ridiculous. We were going to launch uh, that event. We were going to like... Sorry, just to clarify, a refund from the airline, not from Lee. Not from- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Lee Jackson holds no responsibility in it. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to clarify uh, that. <laughs> um, but we then... Uh, yeah, then, then the world started to go a bit wrong. And you and I started to back off the idea a little bit. And I remember sending out an email that... And we didn't know why, but... Look, the UK got locked down on March the 17th. And we were like, we, we can't be the guys that try and sell crap in a pandemic. This is... Felt, felt super dirty. Yeah, it really did. It really did. So we sent out an email. We'd, we'd already started building a list, hadn't we? We started um, advertising the service that it was going to launch in May. And the, these, mm-hmm. these were kind of the blocks of it and this, that, and the other. And come to a- Agency Transformation Live to see the launch and et cetera, et cetera. So we built this list. It wasn't a huge list, but we, we did have some some contacts on it. And we sent out this email that from memory said something along the lines of, we don't really know what's going on in the world. Our main thing is that we want everybody to be safe. So we're going to park SEO Hive and revisit it in the fall. And I seem to remember us saying the fall 2020, because in March 2020, that seemed like miles away. <laughs> well, yeah, right. What was everyone saying? You know, if we lock things down for two weeks, we'll get back to normal, all that stuff. And so we thought, yeah, let's put let's put this on hold. And oh my goodness, did our inbox explode. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like we had a response, not an open rate, but a response rate of something like 60%. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Turns out that was not the plan everybody wanted. <laughs> people had already sold it they they were they were banking on it they they um you know they they was stopping to lose project work so they wanted to go back to existing clients with something just every different angle you can think of we had an email about it so we then sat down on march the 20th so 3 days later went through some of these emails and went okay well if people need it i suppose we could launch in on the 1st of the next month 
So yeah. we then launched this thing in 10 days. And that's why we launched on April the 1st. And it wasn't a joke. And we're still here three and a half years later. Yeah, getting close to four here. Um, yeah, you know, we just felt like the last thing we wanted to do was try to ask for money from people when there's a potential recession. You know, I mean, business, brick and mortar businesses were having to shut down. Um, and the feedback was essentially like, well, that's really nice of you guys, but you know, there's still plenty of businesses that are already working or, you know, that aren't established. They don't have brick and mortar, um, you know, buildings. Um, they already work online or ones that are shifting to remote work or online and they needed help. They still needed to grow. And if not, if anything, they may have needed it more than ever because now there's going to be an influx of people really focusing online because it's the only, you know, safe place to, to do your shopping or whatnot, you know, and we could, we didn't yeah. want to leave the house and everything. So. Oh, absolutely. And you in know, a sense, well, sorry, I was just, if I can, I, in a sense, I just, I don't want, I'm not glad for COVID by any means, but it might've really, really helped us in a way. You know what I mean? Like it, it might've, it certainly, certainly focused the mind on things. Um, I was just going to say, you know, there, there was other businesses that maybe weren't even thinking about how they operate online pre COVID, but then all of a sudden, you had cafes that needed to outline to people what their COVID procedures were and how they were opening in outdoor spaces and where they were opening. And there was just all this need for a dependence on just essentially getting information out there um, in a reliable format. And and that was, that was kind of key to it. Yeah. I can't tell you how many like support requests we had to update, a, you know, put a pop-up on uh, every website. It says, Oh, we're closed or we're open, you know, uh, <laughs> Lots of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nonstop Absolutely. for weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. So essentially, that's that's where the business came from. And that's how it how it came into existence. Um, if we now fast forward a little bit. So, you know, the, the, we, we launched we launched with uh, I'm not going to say we launched with a perfect service. We didn't by any stretch of the imagination. And we launched quite carefully. We still got burnt on a couple of couple of things, um, but we've we've learned and we've grown and we've we've modified things and we've you know we've we've refined our processes, we've refined our offering, and that now brings us to to what what it is we actually do today, and that basically falls into four things, two of which are recurring, which are the main things that we offer to our clients, and then two of which are are more one offs, um, or ad hoc services, if you like. So the recurring things are we have our content plan where we provide high quality, high value content, just as we've been talking about, that is based on high quality keyword research that is tailored to your client and is written in a way that it will compete in the search engines. And more than that, it'll give your clients uh, the the assets they need to be able to market their business more. You know, you can't you can't do effective link outreach if you don't have the content to link to the good quality content to link to. You you can't run lead magnets if you don't have the, the you know the authority in certain places to get organic rankings for those for those pages that have you know that rank for those particular keywords. So we write high quality content and we build internal links to that content throughout your website um, every month. And, uh, you know, month in, month out, that's what the content plan does. 
We then have our local SEO plan, which kind of does exactly what it says on the tin. We will look after the local SEO on your website. We have a, a process that in the first month does a full audit of the site. It does, we have a, an 18 point checklist, I think it is, of schema, schema signals that are on your website that validate your information with Google, uh, your Google business profile. We will manage your Google business profile. We'll respond to reviews. Uh, well, we'll respond to positive reviews. Anything that's less, <laughs> anything that's less than a five star gets sent to you for reply because we sure as hell don't want to make anything worse for you. No. Um, so, but we'll respond to positive reviews. We'll write posts. I can get we'll... I can get snarky to negative reviews. You better watch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a different type of service. But hey, let's let's part that one for now. Um, Ooh, I like that. Oh, I want to be we... a professional review replier. Like you know, sorry, I'm totally segueing here, but I've seen some of those like funny ones where they share them around where they're like you know it's kind of going viral because somebody left a review and the owner just like not even not like is mean they're just like oh well i'm so sorry that uh, this didn't work out for you but you know we, whatever we don't i don't know it would be hilarious to just make a snarky writing service that just replies to ridiculous reviews and tries to make them go viral that's a weird marketing idea <laughs> might work though hey well you know we have restaurants here in the uk that are famous for being rude to you so um you know that's, weirder things yeah, have that's happened. true um, sorry welcome to having adhd as an entrepreneur <laughs> so yeah so we, we we will completely manage that for you and we will manage multiple locations and we'll we'll just take care of the whole kit and caboodle for you we'll also build citations and submit the the site to aggregators in order to build that profile so they are our two recurring services as of the time of recording. Um, and, you know, they they work. They are specific in what they do. They have clear, transparent pricing that's all on our website on the appropriate pages. So please go and look at it at seohive.co. And we support agencies around the world with those services. And if you're as wondering said, what one of those would be best for your clients or kind of a real simple kind of way to test that out. If your client needs to grow in the search rankings, they need content. If they need to grow in the map, if they need to be present and be seen when people are looking for them, they need to be focusing on local SEO. It's kind of as simple as that. It honestly can apply to almost every business and website out there. I say almost because there's definitely going to be a few, but those, those two concepts, they're pretty much universal. Absolutely. And although this podcast is called the WP SEO show, and we do primarily work with WordPress websites, you know, we, we do also have some other CMS sites uh, that, that we manage. Um, we do have a few Wix sites. We, I don't know whether we have a Shopify site anymore, but we, we certainly have in the past. Um, so we, we can work, but we, we don't work with pure HTML. You know, you know, we're not going to go and code a blog post for you. That, yeah. that, that's maybe a <laughs> little outside. We're going to redevelop anything, but um, if, you can, if you can basically log in and edit things, we got you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we then have our two slightly more one-off products and they are the uh, our, our scout reports, which are really there to help you sell SEO services. The idea of the scout reports is that we provide five different reports that give you the information you need to have a meaningful discovery session or meaningful sales call with a potential client. We also have versions of those scout, of those scout reports which uh, even provide a sales template for you. And we will have either a video walkthrough of the data or we'll jump on a call with you in order to, to discuss what it means. Um, so that's that's our scout reports. They are uh, 
$97 each at the time of recording. Um, $97 for the pack of five, I should say, not not each report. Um, and it, yeah, they, they work exceptionally well. We have some clients that build those into their web projects. So, you know, they, they just cover the, the cost with their final invoice and it gives them the next conversation to have with their client when they've launched a website, for example. Um, yeah, some of our clients have big proposals and they'll just kind of go, hey, we need this info and they want to get it added in there. Other ones, it's a lead gen product for them and they have leads come across and they say, cool, very interested. But the first thing we do is we run an audit. It costs us much. Here's what you get. We'll go over it with you. So we basically are just enabling those agencies to be able to do that very quickly, very efficiently and affordably. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the scout reports. And if you buy a set of scout reports and then onboard a client onto either one of our, our report uh, services within two months of buying the scout reports, you can credit the reports back off your, um, uh, off your first month subscription. So if you sell it, if you know, if you buy the reports and then sell the retainer, you essentially get the reports for nothing in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, we, we, we do do that. There's also a local set of reports, which is specifically for the local, uh, local sites as well. So if, again, if you, if you feel that that's something that you, um, you want to look at. That's the scout reports. And then we have our technical booster product, um, which now this, of everything we're saying, the technical booster is actually our most recent addition to our product offering. And this has really come from our, we, we used to offer on-page SEO as a monthly service, but here's what used to happen. We would get a site on board with us. They'd take a, a, a bolt on for, for on-page SEO and we would go through the site and depending on the size of the site, it might take us somewhere between two and possibly four or five months to clear up the health audit of the of the site. And then we'd be into a monitoring phase. And as as issues cropped up, of course, we'd fix them. But actually, some months there wasn't too much for us to do. Yeah, so we had like a budget of hours. Sorry to interrupt. We yeah. had like a budget of hours and oftentimes we would use them all. Oftentimes there was nothing to do. So it was kind of just more of an insurance policy. Yeah, absolutely. And some people were perfectly happy with that insurance policy. Others, however, weren't. And after, you know, five, six, seven months, we would end up with a call or an email about, well, look, I'm paying for what, what have you done for my five hours this month? And we go back and say, well, you know, we, we did a couple of tidy up things, but there wasn't really too much to do. So, you know, it's a bit of an insurance policy. So we haven't, you know, we haven't essentially used all your hours. Um, and what dawned on us was that there's actually maybe a better way of doing this. So we, we moved the audit for the maintenance or the monitoring of the website health over to the content plan. So now when you're on the content plan, you will get an SEO health audit every month, regardless of whether we've done any, like a full site SEO uh, check, SEO booster or not. But we then, uh, that then meant that we could then offer the the on-page stuff as a one-off service. So essentially you onboard a website with us, maybe it's a site you recently built, you wanna make sure the on-page is correct, or maybe it's a site you've inherited and you just have no idea what the, the on-page scenario is with it. We will go and do that as a one-off hit. Now, in order to cost that, we have an audit process with that as well. So, you know, you we, we will provide the initial audit. That'll tell us the number of URLs, how many, you know, give us the initial um, score so we can determine how much work is, is required and we can give you a cost for that. But it then means that we do that as a one-off hit. You only pay us for the work that we do. And then we're then monitoring through the content plan what the, the health is. 
so that maybe in let's say six months time you know your the site health has accrued enough issues to warrant us actually stepping back in to to fix things again well guess what we'll we'll then just quote for that piece of work at that moment in time and and do it at that point so overall it's made the service a lot more transparent exactly what we were trying to achieve when we began we we don't want to be paid for hours that aren't being used that's that's the honest truth and we and now have a service that that reflects more accurately how you in the real world handle the on-page health of a website um and and that's that's where the technical booster comes from yeah and i did really like the idea of it ongoing and even though it was a lot less i mean i think it's financially speaking we're probably better for us with its current situation but having that kind of insurance policy, like you said, every, you know, it sometimes it didn't sit right. Sometimes, you know, it's, it feels like you're not getting your money's worth, even though the other month goes up and down or, you know, so we tested it out both ways and this definitely has had a much better kind of impact. And it's, I think it's received better. It's also easier to sell to clients. You know what I mean? Especially when they come aboard and they have a disaster and usually they know, usually a client, when they come with a, you know, a website that, their developer left for something and they're like, yeah, we need some SEO help. It's a disaster. Can you fix it? This is what this is perfect for. So rather than trying to sell them on a long retainer, you can just do a cleanup service and we can take care of that for you. So that in a nutshell is, is SEO Hive. The, the only other thing I would mention is that, uh, you know, like, like Jeff said earlier, the, uh, all of our writers are, are native English speakers. We do have a team that is based around the world doing different tasks. Um, we manage everything through ClickUp and we have a dedicated member of staff who we call our client ambassador. And he is basically, he, he's called Andre, and he is basically your uh, your voice in our in our business. And he he is the guy that checks in with all of the tasks a couple of times a week, making sure that everybody's doing the right things at the right time so that work is always delivered on schedule. Um, you know, he, he, he doesn't tag you in everything. You don't get to necessarily see all that, but he becomes your point of contact. And likewise, if, you know, if, uh, if one of our uh, team are stuck with something because they need something from you, he's the guy that will reach out to you to get it. So, um, you know, we, we have that single point of contact, you know, what's going on. We have reports that you can access online, uh, you know, and even run your own reports. Everything's white labeled to your company or your client. You get to choose how that works. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what we do. And if you want to discuss how any of this would fit into your business, so if you want to get started with us, the easiest way, the best way by far is to simply schedule a call with either Jeff or myself, whichever is going to fit best in your time zone, uh, head over to seohive.co forward slash contact. And it will, uh, there's a book, a book, a appointment or schedule a call, whatever the, the button says, and you can choose me or Jeff. Um, you know, we don't run a tally on who gets the most calls, <laughs> although I, I am winning it at the minute. And, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> and you know, well, I think you we... can actually choose nobody and just look at the times too. So <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you could do yeah. that. I think you can say uh, any team member and then it just shows you the whole calendar so that you don't uh, have to, okay. you don't have to play uh, favorites, but you can. Yeah, you can choose Pete. <laughs> uh, so, but if you do want to get started, that is the by far the easiest way i mean oh you you can just go and order on board a site or buy a report or do whatever you want but you know feel free to talk to us we're we're more than happy to to sit and have 20 minutes half an hour just chatting through how the service works how it would work for you and answer any questions that you've got 
Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess going back to the appointment thing, if you speak English, you want to probably book it with Pete. And if you speak English, you probably want to book it with me. So it's up to you, depending on where you live in the world and what you speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait a second. So, so I think, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's it for our slightly random episode. Uh, yeah. We were worried that this wasn't going to hit 12 minutes and we're now at 37. I, so, are you saying we can talk about ourselves? We know how to talk about ourselves? J- j- just a little, just a little. <laughs> Well, you know, I am my favorite topic. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm my favorite person. <laughs> I hope so, my kids uh, aren't listening. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's that's us. And hopefully now, if you stuck with us this this far through this episode you and you don't know who SEO Hive is or what we do or indeed where this podcast has kind of been born out of, Hopefully you know a little bit more about it now. And, you know, we're not going to pressure sell to anybody. We started in a pandemic and we didn't pressure sell then. We haven't started pressure selling since. Um, uh, So if the way we help you is through the content we create on this podcast, that is absolutely fine. That is what we're here for. Um, But if we can help you with anything that we've just been talking about, head on over, schedule a call, buy an audit, whatever you need to to trigger that for your business. And uh, we'd be delighted to work with you as well. Yeah, well, here we're looking forward to it. Cool. Well, if we don't see you in our inboxes or in my appointment calendar, then we will see you in the next show. Have a good week, everyone. The WP SEO Show is brought to you by SEO Hive, your agency's proactive white label SEO partner. We understand that finding a reliable SEO supplier is key to ensuring you build stable monthly recurring revenue into your digital agency. At SEO Hive, we have a suite of products that will help you sell, scale and deliver your monthly SEO retainers, from our scout reports and one-off technical boosters, to our flagship local SEO and honeypot plans, all of which have clear pricing and monthly deliverables. If you want to explore how SEO Hive can help your agency deliver high quality and reliable SEO agreements for your clients, you can find more information at seohive.co and schedule a call to discuss the next steps.